Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for thunder and lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Tuesday morning. Glad that you have joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. They've been taking care of us throughout the year, throughout all these crazy times. So with the holiday season coming up, why don't you take care of them and take care of your loved ones who love Strange Brew Coffee. Shop online. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Their links takes you right to their, their online website, uh, to their, their online uh, shopping page, where you can purchase all of the stuff you need to wake up every morning with a fresh cup of Strange Brew Coffee, the best coffee that money can buy. I take it over, even over the stuff that Juan Valdez himself was, taking, was bringing out. I take Strange Brew over that. No doubt. No, no question doubt. about it. Best so. best coffee in Starkville. Best coffee in the state of Mississippi. Best coffee in the world. In the world. Boom. And if those people that rode SpaceX up to the space station yesterday, I guess they hadn't got there yet, or maybe they did. Might be the know. best in the galaxy. Be the best in the universe. The universe. I like that. I like that. All right. So there's no point in, in not trying it. If you haven't already, if you're a coffee lover, you're missing out. And if you're a regular, well, you know what it's all about. Check out Strange Brew Coffee House. And, of course, Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Hey, this holiday season, you want an ice cream cake to celebrate? Buy gum. Yeah, I, su- I suggest you know where to go. Head over to Churn and Spoon and get that taken care of as well. Our good friends over at College Corner, talking about the holidays, man. You know you want to put some maroon and white gifts under the Christmas tree. Don't leave it for Santa to take care of. Take care of it yourself. Go to collegecornerstore.com and shop online. They can ship anywhere in the great state of Mississippi and pretty much anywhere else. And you can get some awesome stuff, all of the new gear, all of the official stuff, maroon and white. You need it. You want it for this Christmas. Get it at collegecornerstore.com. Advantage Business Systems knows, hey, the fiscal year is just about at an end. Now it's the time to start thinking about 2021. You know it's going to be a bounce back year for you. Bad businesses everywhere. They're down this year because of the uh, the pandemic. Make sure that next year you're as efficient as you can be. Make sure that your technology is upgraded and ready to go for what's going to be a great year for your business. Put Advantage Business Systems and their years of experience here in the Magnolia State to work for you. Call them at 844-833-6245 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems can help your business do business. business. Joel. Yeah. Hey, the most impressive thing I learned today, not impressive, that may be the wrong word. Okay. Uh, I had no clue, thank you, Rick Cleveland, that yeah. 50 years ago, the plane that crashed with Marshall, the thundering herd, mm-hmm. was headed to pick up Mississippi State Bulldogs. I had, did not know that. Didn't know that till today, reading the work of the Gov, Rick Cleveland. Goodness gracious. That was, uh, yeah, it was supposed to, I think, drop off Marshall and then head, I think State was in Baton Rouge, if I remember what I read correctly. And the plane was supposed to go pick them up and take them home to Stark Vegas. Wow. 
That's uh, that's something. That's a uh, you know. So about. yeah. So anyway, if you want to read more about that, go find Rick Cleveland's well, Twitter account. Very depressing thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it is a very depressing thought, but it was, thought, be a but it was show just that was already a little worrisome, and uh, now and now you've gone here. Well, it's just. You know, fifty years later, I I've been on this planet now for thirty five of those fifty years, and I was about to of all a, the Mississippi State things that I know, I did not know that. When you said fifty years, I was going to make a Houston nut joke, but not now. Yeah, not now. All right. Well, on that note, let's talk about this other depressing topic, which is Mississippi State football right now. Uh, Joel, my word for the day is frustration. If you listen to Mike Leach talk today during his press conference, his frustration is evident with everything going on in terms of COVID and, and attendance and, and regulations and things of that nature. It's, it's obvious. It's starting to boil over a little bit. By that same token, you can tell players are sort of frustrated. You've had guys like Kylan Hill opting out, and you know, just some, there's a lot of rumors floating around. I don't know how much of that I buy into. I know a lot of this talk about the culture. None of these things were being brought to our attention when State was beating the hell out of LSU. But now, you know, five weeks later, oh, there's culture issues. I, that, that I don't know how much I buy into. Amazing how losing equals culture issues and winning yeah. equals everything's great. Nobody, There's never a culture issue over at Alabama. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Um, but MSU fan frustration is at an all-time high, I think. Because, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that you were so successful against LSU and now you, you haven't been able to even come close to replicating that one time. Within the media, that we have our own frustrations. You know, the lack of accessibility and uh, to, to players and, and and to coaches because you know we've sort of all been shuttled into these these virtual press conferences yeah. and, and things like that. Lack of exclusivity, yeah, which we used to have. Yeah. We, you know, we, we used to anymore. we used to could request certain players, and yeah. you may get one on ones with guys, and yeah, none of that anymore. So, all in all, I guess my question to you is: from a frustration standpoint, is this the most frustrating season you can remember? Yes. <laughs> Please tell me more. Uh, I mean, it really is, and, and I don't know if I would feel the same exact way if I was just as a fan watching it at home or not. But you know, watching it as a media member, you describe some of those frustrations. But I mean, it is. It is frustrating all around. Uh, Mike Leach is frustrated, and look, I get it. Think about what Mike Leach has to deal with. And and look, this is not to turn this into any kind of a political thing at all, but. Some of the COVID stuff doesn't make a lot of sense. No. I mean, like, if you test positive, you can test out in a shorter amount of time than if you're just contact traced and then you're just out for 14 days and there's really nothing you can do. So it actually, from a getting back on the field standpoint, kind of behooves you to just go ahead and test positive as opposed to contact tracing, which... By the way, if that keeps up, basketball season's going to be an utter disaster. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that's another, another chat for another, for another day. day yeah. uh, but I can get just that alone being frustrated. Then you get Mike Leach, offensive genius, whose offense, quite frankly, through six games of his Mississippi State tenure, sucks. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think that that will continue. I really don't. I, I think that uh, he has a proven track record and. And for all the talk of culture and things, I mean, I do think there are some guys that aren't as attuned to doing things the Mike Leach way as others, uh, aren't as used to being held accountable for their actions. And so, I mean, there's transition, there's turnovers, a bunch of young guys out there. All that said, I think it's going to, his offense will get better, but right now it stinks. That's frustrating. It's not showing any signs of improvement. That's frustrating. I mean, you have weeks like this week and today, Monday, as we sit here and record, where. It's six days out, and, and there's rumors that they might not even play Georgia come Saturday. Now, granted, 
at this juncture as we record, it looks like they are indeed going to play Georgia. But, I mean, that, that's frustrating. Uh, I can't... I can kind of imagine how, as a regular fan, it's frustrating to look forward to games, you know, and then now, I bet you're not looking forward to games so much. That's frustrating. There's another level to this that we don't have any access to, but for the players themselves, think about what this year has been for them. They're getting COVID tested three times a week. They can't do anything, basically, because they fear maybe having to shut down the sport. You know, some of them have been going out for sure, but you know they probably do so with some trepidation. Well, where Mississippi State's at from a roster standpoint right now, you can't afford to have an- another guy or two or whatever. And then you go through the contact tracing thing. I mean, they they really probably I, I don't know this for a fact, but internally, if I'm Mike Leach and them, I'm, I'm telling those guys after practice, go home, stay home, because we can't afford you. Right. So basically, you know. Your, one of your years of college, supposed to be your best years of your life, has just been taken away from you. And you know, you're, you're, people are getting sick. It just and you're, you're, gonna, and you're losing. You're losing the play. <coughs> Excuse me. I think if if we could ask and get honest answers, if you said who's the most frustrated, Leach, from Leach and the coaches, the players or the fans, the, the players have got to be number one. I mean, it, yeah, I, I think it's fair. Everybody suffers through the losing. But only the players are having to go through COVID testing and all this other stuff. And beat themselves to death in practice. And, 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 and go, go out there and, and get beat up. In the, they're the only ones. The, the players are easily the most frustrated. Yeah, I, you know, I was reading some stuff after the conclusion of the Major League Baseball season. Some of those guys were saying the 60-game schedule this past year felt longer. It felt longer than the 162-game schedule of most years because they had to show up to the park every day and get tested and yeah. go through all this grind and, and all the – stuff they had to do to make sure they didn't get it and when they went on the road they basically were pr- imprisoned to their hotels you know and i know some of these was, hotels aren't exactly dumps but right. still they can't go but out you're not, with, t- you're not with your family yeah i mean you, you, so anyway at the end of it it was just they were so glad to, to kind of be done with that and i think the nba in their bubble while those guys were glad to get out of that bubble mm-hmm. when it was said and done I, I think that probably six games into this schedule, these guys probably feel like they've already played a full season. Yeah. And there's still, you know, almost another half of the season to go, four games. Um, I guess if you win some, given the lack of bowl, you know, whatever you got to do to get to a bowl, maybe you have a bowl game. I don't know. Right. But it still feels like there's a lot of season left, and it kind of some ways feels like they've already played a whole season. There's just frustration, man. You you, you hit the nail on the head. I, I can't speak for everybody. It's probably individualized. But if you're asking me, Joel T., woo, uh, to me it is the most frustrating season to watch because it's it's tough to get, get a handle on what this team is and why things aren't working. And uh, it's tough as a, a guy that would like to provide unique stuff. It's kind of hard to do right now. Uh, it's just frustrating all around. I mean, it's frustrating for this show. You know, we're in, what, week five of this, and it feels like we've kind of been talking about the same stuff for five weeks. Yeah, it really does. And and I don't know. It, it just kind of, in some ways, does feel like it's Groundhog Day again. I mean, it, it, it kind of, <laughs> it, it really does feel like that. So then the question I have is this. Is it just as simple as all this will melt away with an Egg Bowl win? I hate to go back to 1984 or whatever, but you know, would an Egg Bowl win cure all of these ills? I don't know if it cures all, but it probably cures a lot. Oh, uh, 
there's something about being able to tell Ole Miss fans, you lost to the worst MSU team in 10 years. Yeah. As bad as we suck. You, you still, still got lost. your number. <laughs> but here's the thing too: if you're if you uh, if you're good enough to beat Ole Miss, you're probably good enough to beat Missouri too. You would think you may finish four and six, which is exactly what you predicted, I think, right? Yeah. So see, that's in the oh, midst, state is still right on target for my prediction. exactly in the midst of of how bad this feel, and it feels bad because it's looked bad, and. Look, you don't have a whole lot of reason to think that State's going to win two of the last four. All you got really is hope. Um, but it is not just the most shocking thing in the world to think that State could, could beat Ole Miss in Missouri. No. I wouldn't pick them two right now today. No. But if they did, nobody's Ole waking Miss up is a bad football shocked. Team. Missouri's a bad football team. Mississippi State's a bad football team. When bad football teams play each other, anything can happen. Yes. It's like magic. Yeah. Yeah. And... But does it all go away with a win over Ole Miss? I don't think it all goes away. Mm-hmm. But it sure. Well, I, it's, it's kind of like whenever you tear up your, uh, you know, you get a high ankle sprain or something, and they give you a, a cortisone shot. Mm-hmm. You, you still messed up. Yeah. But you don't feel it <laughs> anymore. I, I, I can think about Moorhead's first season, right? And you know, there was so much frustration after the Kentucky and the Florida game, and the way they got handled by LSU and Alabama. But then he went to Ole Miss and dominated that game and won it. And Going into the bowl game, there was a. I think a lot of people had made their peace with Joe Moore. Like, all right, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Then you lose the bowl game the way you do, and all that crops back up again. But I, I do think that. I think that, you know, beating Ole Miss this year, you know, and again, this sort of sounds like old, like our dad's Mississippi State, right? Just win the Egg Bowl. I don't care about the rest of them. But in a season like this where everything's sort of shot anyway, yeah. Well, the, I guess the flip side of that a little bit is, Let's say State beats Ole Miss. Okay. Unlike past years where the, you then carry that, you would then be carrying that into the offseason. Like, well, at least we got them at the end. Well, this year, you may beat Ole Miss and then lose two games after. Because you, you got Missouri and Auburn sitting there on the other side of it. And if you beat Ole Miss and then look like crap in the last two, I, I'm not saying it washes away the, the Egg Bowl win if you got it, but it do kind of like you said with the bowl game. Um, yeah, Joe beat Ole Miss, but then you look bad in the bowl game and it kind of brings all those bad feelings back. Well, you could beat Ole Miss and then look like crap against Missouri and Auburn, and then you go into an offseason thinking, you know, there's no momentum there. So having those two games on the backside of the Egg Bowl might mean that even an Egg Bowl win wouldn't totally – cure all eels so to right. speak because you may look like trash in the last two anyway right three who knows or whatever yeah well just as a heads up we're recording this six thirty-two on a monday there's an hour and a half window remaining apparently that the egg bowl could get moved <laughs> to this week to this weekend so forgive us if that happens i, I will say I, I mean i've talked to several people anonymously and no one that i have talked to thinks this game's getting moved so well, uh, that's because i think that the, the issues that would move it aren't on mississippi state's end I think that they're on Georgia's end. I think Georgia might be dealing with a little bit of an outbreak, and if they can't get their numbers right, you know, and their testing's going to be coming back during today. If their numbers aren't right, they may have to cancel. So, well, I mean, like you said, there's hour twenty-seven. I tell you what, I'll send another text right now and just see, we'll if, see what they if, say. If we'll get the latest possible update. So, which you'll hear literally, you know, depending on when you listen, four to twelve hours from now. But anyway, let's move on with that. Uh, but yeah, 
I, I tend to think that an Ole Miss win is is a big band aid this year. I think that you know you can you can put a lot to bed with just beating Ole Miss and then getting through the last couple of games and then getting into twenty twenty one. I think that would be the case. I think MSU fans just would they, they would have that to hang on to because then you've beaten Ole Miss three in a row. You got them in Starkville next year. You feel like you got a chance to get four in a row for the first time since I think the uh, the nineteen thirties. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see where that takes us. I, I think that's the case, though. I think that an Egg Bowl win it gets everybody feeling the uh, the right way about this team a little bit, a little bit. So, all right, let's uh, move on into our picks for this week. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. The holidays are just about upon us, guys. So it's it's time to go ahead. If you haven't already, you need to to get up with Welcome Home Beef and figure out what you're going to put on your Christmas or Thanksgiving table. Nothing's going to get you. The, the oohs and ahs of your family, like a whole beef tenderloin or a whole prime rib on those days. You are going to enjoy that. That's something that really brings... I mean, it's, it's the holiday season. You need to treat yourself. Nothing treats you nothing better than some of that incredible locally sourced grain-fed beef that Welcome Home Beef provides for you. And, of course, they've got the to-go meals there at the, at, the, uh, at the store. They've got the food truck out in front. I mean, there's just no way to go wrong. However you want to do dinner tonight... Welcome Home Beef has the answer for you. So call them today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com or just stop by their University Drive location. Any and all of those options are good for you. And one thing else that is true every time with Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. All right. Let's get into these picks. Joel T. Coleman, one pick up on me. Three, maybe four weeks left to go. No telling at this point. We've almost got a full schedule. Only Ole Miss and Texas A&M has been taken away from us. As of now. Yes. I don't think I've picked A&M yet either, so that would have been good for me. I would. I might think I might have doubled there, but we'll see how it goes. All right. Florida at Vanderbilt. Both of us have doubled on Florida this year, so we'll both take the Gators, I assume. Uh, you wanna, you wanna let me think step about Step on it. a limb? No. You know, you got a, you got a little wiggle room. Uh, you know, I know I usually say there's 50% chance, but I think we got 51 this week. Uh, you might be right, Dan. You might be right. All right. Uh... Joel, close your eyes. I want to take you back to August, and I'm going to say this. Hey, Joel, Arkansas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over LSU. It, it just... You're like, it, what happened to LSU? Did the entire team get COVID? Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing you can imagine, right? Yeah, it really is. All right. Just picking the winner here. Where, it's in Baton Rouge? Uh, it's in Arkansas. It's in Arkansas. I feel like this game is tight, man. We might need to do the one, two, three. Yeah. So that there's no Man. there's no playing off the other guy. Man, who do I like here? I don't know who I like here. I don't have any idea. You ready? Not really. Say when. Let, g- give when. me. Th- let me count to five, and then I'll have me something. Then we'll we'll do. Boom boom. Go. One, two, three. Arkansas. Arkansas. All right. I can't believe that. We just <laughs> we picked Arkansas to beat LSU. My gosh. All right. Do I double there? Am I that confident? God, can you imagine when I came up with the double idea? I never thought Arkansas would be, because especially if they didn't play Vanderbilt. Oof. I will no. allow you to do it, but I'm I know, not. but I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, I've already used Alabama. They're taking on Kentucky. I think we'll both take the Crimson Tide to win there. Yep. Tennessee travels to Auburn. Yeah. Auburn. I don't have to even have to think on that Auburn, one. Auburn, I'm doubling. 
I hate that I am. This is where Auburn's going to finally screw me. They're, we've heard you talking about us all these years, Brian. Hey, Dad, we're going to lose this game so that you're out. But I'm doubling down on Auburn here. What's the rest of the schedule? What do I got? You've got Missouri, South Carolina. I don't like doubling with Auburn just because you did. Well, but, I mean, I feel like if I'm going to double, that's my only so play. So I'll, I'll go with Doubling you. down. All right. So that means I can't catch up to you this week. Sorry, um, I don't mean to make it fine. less interesting. That's fine. That's fine. Still got pl- we still have plenty of games left to pick. <laughs> we hope. And then Missouri, South Carolina, uh, new head coach Mike Bobo uh, for the Gamecocks. Um, I'll let you go first on this one. I, you haven't gone first yet. Missouri. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, even though it's at South Carolina. Um, you know, sometimes, though, when you get a new coach. Gives you a shot in the arm a little bit. But it's Mike Bobo, so I don't see it. Hugh Freeze is watching. Plus, J.C. Horn has, quote, opted out. Un- yeah. Unquote. Do, you, do you agree with what Richard Cross said about that on the show? I don't know. I know you couldn't hear it because we had some technical difficulties, but that's not an opt out. He just said, I'm going to prepare for the NFL draft. He quit. <laughs> he quit the team. <laughs> My coach is gone, so I quit. Hey, man, he didn't say anything about COVID in his, his statement. He, 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 this isn't Marcus Murphy, like, I've got a sick kid at home. He quit the team. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, with, I'm with you. I'm with you. So, yeah. Well, so, okay. So, let's review here. Short podcast today. Oh, we got one more thing to go over. Uh, I, I, will, I still want to know if you if you feel like I do in that Hugh Freeze is going to... feel like I do? Is Hugh Freeze going to be the next coach of South Carolina? It's either him or Napier, I think. So it becomes a question. I think Freeze would be the, is the favorite. If in a vacuum, Freeze is the favorite. But there's other problems. So it becomes a question of, does Ray Tanner want to bite the bullet and say... All right, you know, we'll give him the second chance, or is it going to be? I can't. Napier is a good enough candidate that I don't need to take the risk of Hugh Freeze. I do feel like, though, with them firing Will, mm-hmm. they know which one they're getting or have a good idea. No, I don't agree with that. You don't? I think, they, I think they'll go through a process here. I think, I think they know they have enough interest, though. Freeze would definitely take the job if offered, Napier will take the job if offered. And there's probably a second tier like Sarkeesian. That, that are solid candidates. They're definitely going to go for an offensive guy. That's for sure. Yeah, they've already said that. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know who would have been an interesting pick if it if everything hadn't gone to hell for him? It's Mark D'Antonio. You know, he's, a, he's an alum, right? I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not know he he's was He's a alum. South Carolina alum. Hmm. But you can't, can't, get, can't get him now with everything that's happened at Michigan State. All right, so let's review our picks here. Both taking Florida. Both taking Arkansas to beat LSU. Incredible. Unbelievable. Uh, both taking Alabama. We're both taking Auburn, and we have doubled on that one. And we are both taking Missouri to beat South Carolina. So, uh, yeah, that's our picks for the week. One last thing before we get out of here, a little basketball note. Uh, MSU released some information today about the hump. They will be allowing 25% attendance. Now, you can go ahead and save your jokes about how MSU has been allowing 25% home attendance for the past decade, basically. I, uh, they're funny. But are you surprised for an indoor event with the way cases seem to be spiking right now that they're going to allow anybody in the facility? A little bit. Yeah, I am. I yeah. am too. Um, and I'm I fluctuate on this, but I'm not convinced that we're going to see this basketball season start when we think we are. And so I agree. Very possible. <laughs> and, and so if you back it up another month or so. Um. Then maybe it makes more sense, but yeah, right now with the way things are and the way the numbers have been going, uh, it does surprise me that that they're even gonna 
give that a shot. But, hey, I mean, right now, I mean, it's a state thing, right? I mean, yeah. that, that comes from, like, Jackson. That, yeah, but that, at the same time, the universities arena. could make a decision and they say, could. we're not interested in doing that. So, like... And a lot of... When's the first game here at home for Mississippi State men? Third, the 30th, right? I think that's right, yeah. So, what's the attendance for that game? That's a Monday? After Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving. I mean... Or, uh, I should probably know the answer to this, but I don't. You get 2,500 in there. Do you have 500? Are Mississippi State students coming back after Thanksgiving? Or the is, semester ends in Thanksgiving. The semester is done. Yeah. So, they're not coming back until January. I think that's correct. Uh... 500? Maybe. That is brutal. If you're looking for me and Joel this year at the games, you'll have to look somewhere else. We have been moved. The media is now... Uh, it's sort of a similar situation. If you've ever been to Ole Miss and see where the media sits there, basically we're going to be in the 200 uh, uh, section of the hump. Uh, they've they've taken away a seating area. I did not know that. Oh, well, I've seen... I've got pictures to show you. Well, I, I appreciate you filling I thought, me in. I forgot. Yeah, you, yeah. I'm in a, a group text that you're not in. Oh, okay. No offense, but uh, I got that. I got that information. So we were. We See who your real. Find out who your real friends are. Yes, basically. Basically, you're not in that group text because you have a wife and three young children. Let's just put it that way. Okay. I have older children, so I can go out more often. Yes. Than you can. Yes. Also, I've been known to have a beer or two, and Joel, you have not. All the statements you have made are factually. They're correct. all true. Yes. So. But anyway, we will be up in the 200 section this year. Uh, not down on the floor, so, you know. I hope that's only a one-year thing. I, I love my seats down there on the floor. That's one of the, the, the big perks of, of media, in my opinion, is that seat. I mean, we, we until this year, we were in had, the action. Had, had some of the best seats in but all of college But it makes sense, of, right? Of, of I mean, I mean how close a proximity are we with the players? Oh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it makes sense to, to move us away. So, anyway, that's the last little bit. Uh, if you didn't, if you missed that tidbit, there it is for you guys. Tomorrow is the rumblings. Joel, go ahead and send out a tweet right now. Why don't you? And let's get people's questions uh, rolling in. Well, all right. And then uh, my text never got responded to. By the way, on the whole, it's all right. Well, Georgia thing. But I'm going to guess what, if, that we know if in the next hour, <coughs> excuse me, in 17 minutes it changes, we'll record a whole new podcast. How about no? <laughs> we'll have to do something. <laughs> we'll figure it out, though, guys. Have a great Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday for Joel T. Coleman. Ooh. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.